3: It's simple. Yo 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 yo, welcome to another episode of Reason Wrestling. But this isn't like the other episodes of Reason for Wrestling. This is the 100th episode. And if you heard that, that's me slamming down a shot of beer. Because there's no alcohol. There's no alcohol. Yeah, Where are the freaking
2: horns on this bitch? Oh. This is
3: the 100th episode. We got to turn this shit up.
2: Hold
1: man. on.
3: Hold on, man. Hold on. That's... <laughs> If, if, if horns is what you want, horns is what you get, man. But I got some <laughs> I got some bombs that I got some you know what uh, I mean? we got some bombs. Let's go. Hundred episode yeah, one zero zero guys. If you don't know, now you know
2: we're wrestling podcast,
3: the <laughs> both sides, anything.
2: thing. Man, it's been a pleasure doing this podcast
3: with you, bro. Hundred episodes strong. The hundred episode um, two years this is our two year anniversary, May twenty seventh. Uh, this shit is this this we came a we came a long way from just two niggas that wanted to talk wrestling. And it's crazy how like we like we established the network off of us wanting to be black in media and wrestling and not knowing that this community was wide as fuck. You feel me? Like it's
2: super wide and we had no idea you know like i remember you know before i met you like i saw all the publications wrestle talk cultaholic you know you got um the other one i don't know but you know they're everybody's Woo! white right? you know everybody's white and they talking wrestling and, and and i just never saw so, like black presidents in the media sphere and i had this vision of like uh, Stephen A. Smith, you know, I uh, Skip Bayless at the time, you know, kind of first take dynamic where people are, you know, debating wrestling. Because I noticed that there's a big divide on what we're seeing and opinions of the fans. And some people have different opinions. Some people like New Japan. Some people like TNA. Some people like WWE. And everybody has their own flavor of Wolfville Water Wrestling. And I, would, I wanted to create that dynamic. But I also wanted to bring a black presence to it. Um, over the, and then you know we met, and um, I believe, a homie from what show was what, what was that podcast that you listened to that
3: pissed you off? Oh, um, uh, uh it was a uh, In This Corner podcast with uh, Brian Campbell. It was yeah. Brian Campbell, Nick Costas, and uh, and uh, Adam Silverstein. And yeah. I, I still remember because I went back and listened to our very first episode. And if y'all, if y'all, if y'all do us a favor, man, and I, I guess, I guess we should have introduced ourselves. But fuck it, it's two years. Y'all know what it is, man. It's it's reasonable wrestling. Y'all know where to find us. Y'all know where to follow us. Y'all know where we're at. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. Know, fuck all that. Fuck you all that. Life. What I was gonna <laughs> say was, what I was gonna say was, I went back and listened to episode one, and if y'all listen to episode one and listen to episode, I guess you know, hundred where we're at now, you can kind of see. How exactly where we wanted to be off of where I was at mentally from <laughs> where I was, Bruh, I was driving home from work and that nigga said to save Roman Reigns, Hulk Hogan needed to come out and say, "Let me tell you something, brother." And I'm like, oh get this shit." Like, I it was not I a I wasn't I wasn't in that wrestling sphere to know that it was a lot of wrestling podcasts that I can dip into. But yeah. I was tired of fucking hearing other people's opinions. You know what I mean, like yeah. I, I wanted to fucking give my own. Like, and like as you say, you see first take and you see these these shows with their personality and and opinion driven, and you like, well, fuck, I can do that. You know what I mean? Especially when you talk about wrestling. So, yeah, yeah uh, I think it's the thing that I, I probably know more than anything.
2: Unfortunately, yeah. and Unfortunately, because I love wrestling. You know, I mean, it just heart it's heartbreaking sometimes to. You know we're all you know barsy, you know at heart, but you know to be also a, uh, you know building a network through this, and you know, got a ton of other podcasts out there, and to, to to see that it's not just us, you know there are other black podcasts out there, there are other black influencers in the wrestling atmosphere. You know shout out to Josiah what he did to make it to NXT is inspirational to us. You know um, shout out to all the other wrestling podcasts, the A Show, the Black Guy Wrestling Podcast. The, the you know the ass girls podcast, those wrestling girls, they all uh, contribute to this you know kind of environment where we we just have fun talking wrestling. And what I what I notice about those individuals in particular, it's not all toxic. It's just like just talking shit and just giving our opinions exactly um, about you know what we see.
3: Because niggas gonna give opinions, niggas gonna talk shit, niggas gonna get these jokes off, but it ain't that you know what I mean. Like I don't know if you're paying attention to. Um, uh, wrestling Twitter as toxic as it may be, but it's this wrestling. Well, oh, yeah, shout out to WrestleRap rap too. Oh yeah, shout out to WrestleRap rap. Vinny and Emilio Sparks been holding it down for a damn near, I think almost a nickel right now. Let's uh-huh. talk about years and shit like that. Um, but it's this wrestling podcast. Yeah. This dude was talking hella shit about the women wrestlers being super disgusting with it. Yeah, you know I mean, like just hella arrogant, hella ignorant. And and uh, and he got called out for his shit. Um, Alexa Bliss actually called him out for his shit, and he got doxxed. You know what I mean? And niggas was oh. niggas was calling his mama crib and shit like that. You feel me? And my thing is like, don't get your mama house called over wrestling, my nigga. You feel me? Like, don't don't be don't be don't be that nigga to get your mama harassed over wrestling. You know what I mean? Like, Yo, if his mom is getting
2: harassed over wrestling, that means that he fits the wrestling stereotype of dude in the basement in his mama's crib, and that's just a sad thing. <laughs> You know, at least no pussy having, no pussy getting niggas who feel like they have the audacity to just talk shit online. Whether it be about women or whether it be about other people, you gotta understand. Like, God can't, I mean, listen, I know we're guilty of it too. We take this shit sometimes too seriously. But when it comes to harassment, I think we talked about this with Vin um, this past weekend. Come on, like, that's, it's, this is not what we promote, you know? You know, this is not what we do here. You know, I mean, I can't talk about wrestling Twitter and other, other people, but I know that, what we built here with Wrestling is to promote those people who have yet, to, who are not toxic and who are not promoting that negativity. We're not. You broke up. I broke up? My yeah. bad. I'll just say, basically what I'm trying to get at is we don't do here. What we do here with the Wrestling is, is, is not some toxic shit, you know? We, we are two, two bros who, yes, we do may take just wrestling a tad bit serious. We're we very serious about our wrestling. We watch it every week. Uh, we're committed to it. We're addicted to it, whatever we want to say. Um, but we try to approach it from a reasonable aspect. Now, at the end of the day, your opinions may differ from ours. We all have different takes. Wrestling can be very subjective. But um, we we're not here to harm anybody. We're here to promote who we are. We're here to tell you what we like, and we're here to you know support everybody that's black. And that's you know, so, I think. And we're here I think to promote that.
3: Yo, I think you just summed us up in the best possible way ever. You know what I mean? Like. We are just two niggas that watch wrestling. We going to get these jokes off and we and 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 we going to and we going to root for everybody that's black. Now with that being yeah. said, yeah. <laughs> with, with, with that being said, we have our first ever, right? I think, you know, you're a Niger bro. You know what I mean like you had your first Nigerian born WWE champion crowned on Monday Night Raw on Apollo Cruz, so we got definitely big that shit up. Yo,
2: yo, yo, Oga.
3: <laughs> oh
2: God! Congratulations on becoming the first ever Nigerian United States champion. How at extra boy man? I love to have you on the podcast. Uh, shout out to Apollo Cruz. Honestly, um, and, and when we talk about rooting for everybody, because we we live like heresy through these guys, man. Like I wish I was a wrestler, man. I wish I could do some of the shit they do. Um, but seeing, you know, like when we saw Kofi last year, and then seeing Apollo this year become United States Champion with his first WWE Championship um, after all the hard work he puts he puts in. Um, it just, it just. I'm really happy for him, man. It, it was great to see I and Andrade had a great match. You know, I'm a huge Andrade fan. But I want to see more of them. You know, I'm curious to see where that goes as well. Um, but yeah, as you said, we, we representation matters. You know, representation. Matters and not just in wrestling they're in the world, you know, if it's in sports, if in any fashion, if you're making a TV show, anything creative, uh, rep- politics, even like you know, representation matters. You know, we see today what happened with George Floyd, um, at tragic killing, uh, murder by cops, and and, and 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 it pains me because it's, I think that we, we get caught up in stereotypes, you get caught up in stigmatization to the point where we can't see somebody as a human being yep. you know um so uh, when it when it comes to twitter trolls when it comes to just you know life on these streets we want to support representation in every facet not just for black people but all people of all races and cultures so yeah, shout out I, to Bob yeah
3: that that that, that, that matters <laughs> that, what you what you just said matters you know what i mean and i think that's why we kind of did what we did. You know what I mean? Like two years ago, we did not know that there was an A show or a black guys, uh, black guys, uh, wrestling podcast or, uh, black announce table or, DDT girls or, uh uh, 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 dead ass girls or, those girls. Like we didn't know that there was a, a fucking plethora of black people in this space, you feel me? And that's just due to our own ignorance, you know what I mean? Or that's also due to us not getting the spot. That's also to us not I, being able to yeah, be I mean, exposed.
2: I, I also think that it just started to bubble. I, I just think that, like, you know, we just saw Wale Mania last year. You know, that was the first time I felt like there was a space for, like, real black wrestling fans, you know? And shout-out to Wale what he's doing i wish we could have been there this year obviously to the circumstances we couldn't uh hopefully next year it's going to be bigger than ever uh but yeah like that's what you're, we're talking about here you know the type of representation we, i think that that's because it's just starting to be recognized on social media and abroad that hey this wrestling thing is not just for caucasians even though there's always been black fans there's also always been fans of all types of races it's global but it's like it still was like a good old boys kind of thing. I'm gonna be honest. It seems like it, you know, like we just saw, you know, Undertaker, like you mentioned on uh, his on his um, documentary. You know, he were wearing, wearing the Blue Lives Matter shit. You know, and it's not. And obviously, that's from Mark Calloway, that's not the Undertaker. But I think the general um, East like kind of vibe of wrestling throughout the lineage of it has been, you know, uh, predominantly Caucasian influenced.
3: But my, my, my thing with that is, is that even if it's caucasian influenced, I think what, what, what my argument, and that's why I think our dynamic works good on the show, is because even though we have, we have similar mindsets, we have different ways of viewing it, right? So with you saying what you're saying uh, about Mark Calloway, the, the rhetoric of Blue Lives Matter is dangerous. You know what I mean? And if Mark Calloway was conscious enough, he would not support it. I, if if bro, you can be white. We don't know that though. But I'm, I'm, we we don't know what. We don't know if he would support it or
2: not. Even if he knew the rhetoric was was. Oh, I mean,
3: well, I mean, if, if we I'm, don't know. Well, I'm I'm making a statement to save face for the fact that Blue Lives Matter is it is what it is now. You know what I mean? And I was just saying that if you white and you want to support your two A and. You know what I mean? You want to support the cops, but you also have to know that men are losing their lives due to senseless murder. You 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 kind of have to be able to differentiate that. You know what I mean? And I think it's difficult and dangerous when you have prominent white males and a prominent white profession who and 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 we're going back and forth with, but wrestling and the world kind of mirror each other, right? Because what you see in wrestling is what you see in the world, right? In 1997, we had DOA, we had Nation of Domination, we had uh, 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 Los Periquas, and then we had a fucking apartheid South African uh, militia. And you go back and you look at the times and fucking 1997, you see what was going on in the world. It's it just in wrestling. The, the Kogar, Koger and and uh, Kruger, and uh, and that that was that was an apartheid South African. Kurgan. Kurgan, yeah, Kurgan, Kurgan. They, wait, I thought
2: that was the oddities. I thought they were like all misfits. No, or something.
3: before they were that, nigga. They came in with the <laughs> green cargo pants and the berets and shit, nigga. Like a like a fuck, oh, like okay. yeah. Yeah, man. So, like, but I'm just saying. I used should be put me on to some
2: shit right now?
3: <laughs> <laughs> but, but, Russ, I got shout out to shout out to Black Guys Wrestling for for putting me on to that too. But what I'm saying is, is that,
2: yeah,
3: that what I'm saying is representation in the world matters. You know what I mean? If if the world doesn't view black people a certain way, then wrestling slash business isn't gonna s- s- show black people in a certain way. Except those anomalies, and yeah. then you look at it to where, where you see black people aren't considered as uh, 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 regular human beings when you see senseless murders happening on normal arrests. Mind you, we got a whole bunch of people walking in fucking a government building with military weapons protesting the quarantine.
2: And this is weeks apart, you know, like, you know, it's not, not not like it's like we saw, you know, people protesting with guns at a Capitol building like years ago. And then we see this week, you know, with George Floyd's um protests, you know, people throwing tear gas and shit. No, this is weeks apart. Like a week goes by. There's one protest where it's very done peacefully. All, all white guys with guns protesting at a Capitol building. They're not getting to because obviously we're talking about wrestling here, but that speaks to what we're talking about when representation matters, you know? Uh, and then we have, Joey, obviously, you got George Floyd's um, murder, and there's not just that, you know? There's Ahmaud Arbery, you know? It, he got chased down, you know? So there's a lot going on right now, and when you say that rep- um, that wrestling mirrors life, you're right, and, and I just hope that it can mirror that these conversations can be not ignored, you know, by the wrestling... Uh, community. I'm gonna be honest. I want wrestlers to speak up. I would like wrestlers to speak up about this kind of stuff. Uh, I, and I don't care if you're white, black, uh, Spanish, whatever. If you see something wrong, that's why I fuck with Sami Zayn. I mean, shout out to Sami Zayn. Yeah. He always, you know, speaks up when stuff so, so like this happens, and he uses his platform. Um, I know shout it's out controversial,
3: to Kevin, but Kevin, uh, Kevin Owens as well. Kevin Owens shot Lance Storm was doing it today. Like. It- like, you, like, at the end of the day, bro, when, when, like, enough is enough. You feel me? And I think that was with, in yeah. <coughs> correlating with the Kofi situation, right, and black and wrestling. Like, when fans get behind a black guy and we ha- did not have faith that Kofi was going to win, you know what I mean? Even though you personally felt like he deserved it, you know what I mean? We were just like, they're going to pull the rug up under us, you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, you know, sometimes your deniability it, it proves that enough is enough. You know what I mean? Like, Kofi was over to say that. Um, you know, th- the acts of social... Yeah,
2: I'll, I'll go to my grave saying that Kobe deserved it. I'll go to my grave saying that Kofi uh, was, you know, uh, there's no reason... If you want to say this is a, you know, a consolation prize, there's no reason why Kofi shouldn't have had the title years ago. You know, and, and that... If you're looking at it as a, I don't know everything is money and everything is business, but if you're looking at it as a uh, the consolation prize at the title, then you know, then there's no reason why Kofi couldn't have been champion years ago. Um, but yeah, I'm glad that happened though. Like we finally got there. Well, you know, we well, finally got a, you know, a black WWE champion. And it does matter. These small things do matter.
3: I, I brought, I mean, well, that, I, I'm not, but. I know you can quote unquote go to your grave with that, but I will say not years ago. I think the story does matter to where the eleven year journey kind of made it. If Kobe, if Kobe, if Kobe wins the champion five, if Kobe wins the championship five years ago, like
2: I, it doesn't mean as much. Like, it, you're so, right. You're so, right. So, now,
3: so, what I mean
2: by years ago, I mean that he's putting the work. you're looking at it as a constellation prize, you put that work in, but it's not. Done that way, I get it. Well, in
3: in correlation to in uh, correlation to 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 that, what you're saying is is that, you know, when you have wrestlers speak up, you know, not just on hey this guy deserves to win, or you know, when you have people champion, you know, if you go back and watch WrestleMania, you see the the fan, you know, the other wrestlers cheering on Kofi, you know what I mean? That's what's needed when these kind of situations come awry, you know what I mean? When you have Alexa Bliss getting bullied, uh, you know what I mean? When you have uh, black social uh, injustices happen, I think enough is enough to where you where, where you see a pivot, is what I mean, you know what I mean? Like, Kofi winning is mm-hmm. a pivot. Now we got Keith Lee, we got Street Profits, you know, Velveteen was champion, Bianca's
1: oh. gonna- ziplining across a vast valley. Roasting s'mores beside the lake. Whitewater rafting. Relaxing beside an ocean view pool. Well, trying to at least. There are lots of great things to dream about doing in South Carolina. So when you're ready to visit, South Carolina is ready to make those dreams a reality. From a classic road trip to a relaxing weekend getaway, South Carolina is open for discovery. Start planning today at DiscoverSouthCarolina.com.
3: Uh, um, um, you know, feud, Naomi's been champion, so we, it's it's now presented in a certain way, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, and, I think he definitely shattered the ceiling. Exactly. And I think that we'll see, I don't think it will take another, you know, I mean, how long was it, 50, 40 years? I don't know how long WWE's been around, but they never had WWE champion. Uh, well, The Rock, I mean, I can't, I can't say, but since The Rock, you know, that's a long time even. Uh, to have a black WWE champion. So, I mean, I don't think it's going to be that
3: long and shit, not you just in, see people like... And not just in WWE. Look at all around, the all, way all around wrestling. Like, how many world champions, are black world champions, have been in ROA? I mean, RH, you know what I mean? How many black champions, uh, you know... Uh, I know we got Bobby has been a black champion in TNA. Um, you know, but how many other can I name off top? MVP, right? There's a TNA world champion in <laughs> TNAs. Um, but... You know, but we're recycling names here. You feel me? Is uh, black wrestlers yeah, yeah, black? Black wrestlers did a two, we're a, but black wrestlers did two hundred and fifty black wrestlers. You know what I mean? Outside of the names that we're recycling, you feel me? So I think it's it. I think Kofi shattered shattered the glass ceiling. Now I think it's time for niggas to run through those fucking to run through those roofs and shit. Yeah, and, and speaking
2: of the black wrestlers uh, list. There's a lot of black wrestlers right now on the Indies that I need to take a look at. I mean, I think we talked about time about how he needs to get a contract with WWE, TNA, or AEW. Uh, I want to shout out Faye Jackson. Faye Jackson is a is a a, a character. She has She's a, a presence.
3: A real, She's a
2: presence. Um, just dog. a cellar.
3: Huh? She's a presence.
2: Exactly. She needs to be, whoever picks her up is gonna get a, a diamond in the rough. Cause they, I mean I'm not sure why she's not on my television screen already. After you know, so uh, there's a lot of black wrestlers that I think are being overlooked, and I think hopefully that can be uh, the ties can certainly change over time to where it's not um, next to the case. So you know, and you know, shout out to Mark Henry getting some black wrestlers. I do want to give him props for getting. You know, Apollo said he he was got he got in there because of Mark. Uh, Mark helped him get it get a, get a look. And then also Bianca got one from Mark. I think Mark even got in other wrestlers that are black, and he got in Braun Strowman, I believe. So um, Mark does his part, so I know he has his controversies that we've had in our disagreements with how Mark approaches you know the younger uh, generation of wrestling. But hey, you know, everybody has their place, you know, everybody has their opinions and everybody has their stake. I just wanted to be common discourse on all these topics, taboo or not taboo, race or non-race, and I want reasonable wrestling to be the place where we can do that. You know, um, no matter what the conversation is, let's have a reasonable conversation, have a, a, a conversation of nuance about whatever's going on in the, in the business.
3: And I think that is why, I mean, if you get the name, then you get where we're coming from. You know what I mean? It is reasonable wrestling. And I think that this, this conversation embodied what we are you feel me, like that, you know what I mean, like that, this is what we wanted, we wanted to see ourselves grow, we wanted to see the growth of other, uh, black wrestling podcasts, uh, we also wanted to, uh, uh you know, we, we also wanted to see the growth of black wrestlers and black culture in this space, we we got wrestling with stereotypes, you know, during our time of being, uh-huh. uh, you know, um, a podcast and seeing that and shit like that, and, it's it's good. It's a it's a great place to be, in, man. And now to know that podcasts are, are are lucrative and you can make money off of it, and you know you just got to continue uh-huh. to build your brand and and keep doing it. Uh, I can't wait to do another hundred episodes, man. Oh, me too, man. Me too, man. It's been
2: a, it's been a pleasure, man. It's been it's been a great ride. We've had some great moments. We you know our, our first interview with Matt Riddle. I uh, see you watching in the back. Shout out to Matt Riddle. Uh, you know, he was our first, I know, mean, he, he's our first superstar, but we got, shout out to Alex Greenfield. He was Alex
3: Greenfield was our first very interview. first
2: interview. Let me not, let me, let me not, yeah, uh, bypass Alex Greenfield. Um, I, um, but yeah, and we had a, you know, we went to Wale Manning, we've had a lot of cool moments, definitely want to maybe bring some of that stuff back up and show y'all. We've, we've been around, you know, we've been moving, making moves all the been,
3: NXT, uh, take, NXT TakeOver, the NXT full sales, you know, Halftime Heat, you know what I mean? Like yes, we've, you we've, know. We've, we've, we've been there, we've, we, you know. We've been
2: around, you know. ROH uh, to Japan and New York, you know, um, Supercard, we've been around, you know, and we've been coming to this podcast to, you know, tell, tell you our takes, and I hope you guys join us on the ride for the next hundred episodes, man. Um... It's been yeah. I'm ready to, to to take it to the next level, you know. Keep keep, uh, spreading the conversation. You know, having more discourse.
3: And with that being said, man, we um, you know, reflecting on some of the memories that we've had over the past two years. Uh, I remember we did a whole year straight. I think I heard we did a whole year straight, 52 weeks straight, um, which was a, which, which was a, which was consecutive. Which was a which was a. Um, uh, milestone for us like you said we got alex green for our first interview we've uh done the bro cave with matt riddle uh shout out to riddle i think he might be moving up to smackdown which would be a great fucking look for him
2: oh yes
3: uh yes. you know shout out to desmond xavier our fucking rascal you know what i mean <laughs> we, you know the homie des we've had him on the pod uh we mentioned Vin from Russell rap shout out to amelia we gotta get you on shout out to Cass. Congratulations on getting married, my man, or popping a question, you know what I mean. Yes. So he might be shout stuck.
2: Out to the Swerve when podcast. Yeah, huh? and Swerve and oh T-Z. yeah, shout, yo shout out
3: to TZ and Swerve, yo they be getting the gets, my guy. Like uh-huh. fucking Swerve and Swerve be getting the fucking gets, dog. <laughs> Cole Cesaro, yeah. Kofi, my nigga, like those are heavy hitters, my nigga. So. Um, sure. Yeah, we we done we done work with Swerve City podcast. You know what I mean? Uh, did they did they video did they video shoot um, to "I'm the Man"? Go check that out. Download, stream their album. You know what I mean? Um, we've been you know we we've done some things, but I think this interview that we're gonna post on the back end of this is our biggest thing we've done to date. You know what I mean? It's it's something that we kind of. We, 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 we sought out to get, we, we worked uh-huh. hard, we presented ourselves, we maintained good relationships and we fucking ended up getting it. And, you know, it, not to the best circumstances, but it was the best circumstances we could have had. It was COVID. Niggas wasn't even supposed to be out the house. You know what, <laughs> what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, and shout out to the legend Eddie Kingston for housing us, um, you know, yes. um, big shout out to Lowkey, Key, uh, you know what I mean, but those aren't the guys we got on the podcast, you know what I mean, that ain't the that ain't the episode, you know what I mean, we got- Yes,
2: got the king of ghetto strong stuff, you have, if you know our characters, <laughs> we used to do, we have the king of ghetto strong stuff on- the wrestling podcast the most ballinest player, player
3: you know the most ball player
2: <laughs> if you guys have' if you guys don't know already MVP Montel Vontavius Porter and we have an interview coming up um, for you tonight uh, but before we get to that I know you um, want to shout out
3: um, collar, collar and Elbow. Yes. Um, for their we, T-shirts, yes, they're, they're yes, doing for Shad Gaspar. Yes. Yes. Um, so what we're gonna do in the description and the link, uh, in the description, we're gonna post the link to uh, Shaz Gaspar's um, Collar and Elbow um, T-shirt, where a hundred percent of the proceeds uh, go directly to Shad's family. Uh, we know, uh, you know. Speaking of the Kofi moment, speaking of Black culture. Uh, the one of the biggest moments outside of Kofi being hoisted up on Big E and 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 Xavier Woods' shoulders was Chad's and MVP's moment of shedding tears, um, knowing how important that moment was. Um, you know, um, and 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 um, we knew we know how close that they were. So what we're going to do? We're going to do our part. Both of us uh, bought a shirt. Um, you know what I mean. Doing our part and and by us plugging MVP during this time uh, We're going to honor uh, What we will feel is right And put the link in for, for everybody who listens to the show If you haven't got the shirt already Go ahead and get the shirt If you don't want the shirt, donate um, But just keep uh, Shad um, Shad's family uh, In your prayers
2: Yes, um, rest in peace Shad uh, The way That he went out is way way I think any father Would want to go out Um, But I want to say my condolences to his family And um, thank you to Colin Elbow for doing such a gesture Guys, go cop the shirt um, and support
3: Without further ado, man Here is our capsule to our 100-episode Reason of Wrestling MVP In the VIP room Thank you guys for listening Deuces Yo, 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 welcome everybody to an exclusive Reasonable Wrestling We are here in, uh, well, you see where we're at (laughs) We're with MVP, the most valuable player
4: Where are we man? She so do not even know what he
3: doesn't even know. Parts <laughs> I <mean>, <laughs> unknown, man, because quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> social distancing. <laughs> yeah, we are not social distancing right now. Hold I on, matter of fact, you know, matter of fact, before, you know what I mean, to, to, to make sure I appease <laughs> the woman. Yeah, yeah. Put your, put your mask on. I give me six. Welcome to Reasonable <laughs> Wrestling. <laughs> um, this is I, the Most High. Special COVID edition. With, with my <laughs> with my tag team partner, CT, aka Chitty Bang, and we are here bringing you an exclusive uh, Reasonable Wrestling interview. We're here with MVP. Uh, first off, thank you so much for joining us, taking thank the time you. out. Um, how you doing? How you feeling?
4: I'm doing exceptionally well, man. So it's, it's a good time to be MVP right now. So
3: <laughs> I'm all right. Um, well, first off, um, I I think a lot of us who are fans of yours were super excited for your Royal Rumble return. Uh, <laughs> cool. Kind of how did that come about? Um, you know, how long did it take to get ready? When did you get the call? Like how how did that how how did that work when you, when you got that call?
4: Um, that. That process was all uh, pretty cool. I reached out to uh, one of the higher ups at WWE because there was a discussion in the past about me being a guest, but this time, you know, as you know, I'm a father now, <laughs> and my you know being a father changes your whole perspective on life. Thank you. Very much. My son's five, and right now things that concern him more than anything else in the world professional wrestling ninjas samurais and kaiju that's what he's about right now so that's definitely my kid but um with his sudden interest in wrestling and i remember one day he walked up and he asked me that the question no dad ever wants to hear from his son he looks at me and he goes, Dad, do you know John Cena? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, wow, who, who, how do you know John Cena? He's from WW Wrestling. I'm like, what do you, so apparently his, uh, I'm guessing his uncles and, you know, people on his mom's side have been showing him stuff. But from that, you know, I decided, all right, well, I'm going to spend some time with him. And I started showing him some videos and um I brought him back when I was going down wrestling in Mexico for uh, for Del Rio, uh, Patron, Nacion Lucha. I brought back a La Parca mask. Oh, a, a okay. Little, a okay. You know, little kid La Parca mask, yeah, and yeah. I gave it to my son. And somehow, you know, these little kids are wizards now. You know, they get on the, the iPad. Yeah. Every... So he tells me, Daddy, my favorite wrestler is La Parca. And I remember, like, all right, yeah, oh yes, you know. Um, but little by little, like, you know, all of a sudden, he's actually like naming wrestlers, and I see he's watching it now, and he's into it, and his mom's sending me videos of him, you know, doing flips and you know, beating up pillows and you know, uh, mimicking my entrance. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, he's at the point now where he understands that you know what WWE is, and I had taken him to see me wrestle a few times, on you know. In um, ROH did a big show In Houston And I came in As Kenny King's Guest Tag team partner Yeah, Shout
3: out to Kenny uh, King, King. King. BDC uh,
4: <laughs> Little brother shot Kenny me. He uh So we worked that out And I had arranged For My son to, to come with his cousins And his uncle So he finally Got to see daddy Like Rust And it was, They had a big house They had like Seven, eight hundred so, you know, it was a huge surprise, and uh, the reception that I got from that, that ROH crowd in Houston, like, the, the MVP chant was so humbling, but my son was there, yeah. and he got to see, like, you know, hear everybody chanting MVP, and it was cool, because Kenny comes up, you know, we we, uh, we went up in the match, and I'm over there, and I give him a hug, and Kenny comes up, and Kenny goes, I see you, Cam, I see you, and Cam, my son's name is Cam, and he stands up on the chair, and he...
1: <laughs> okay,
4: that's what I'm talking about Wakanda <laughs> forever so um, so on the heels of that and just you know seeing my son's interest in wrestling I reached out to to the higher ups that you know and told them that I'd be interested and in being a surprise entry and entry into the Royal Rumble if, if they were interested and apparently they were so they, they reached out and we came to terms and for we, me it was for my son Okay. I just wanted for my son to be able to see daddy on WWE wrestling. You know, just That's interesting.
2: And how like how is it being back, you know, wrestling like Rey Mysterio again? Does it feel like it's a flashback to like the old days? Or, or is it surreal to be back and, you know, uh, being in the WWE again? Because I was, like we said, we popped. We completely popped seeing you in the Royal Rumble. Roy, we didn't expect it. And it was a moment for us. Okay. So how was it for you on the other end, like going through it all?
3: and being back where you Yeah, came. when you when, they, when you go through the curtains then I'm coming. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah me like that. Well, again, like I said, man, and, and
4: you can relate but like all of this was motivated by my son. Okay. So I'm, I was in a completely different mindset. Yeah. I I wasn't coming back where I saw yeah. MVP, my moment my glory. I'm thinking, man, how's my son going to react to this? Yeah. So I'm like, you no, know, here's you know, So, you know, getting back, you know, coming to the building and you know, being brought in and you know seeing everybody and oh man, you know, you know you're back and I'm oh, yeah, I'm just back for the Rumble.
2: Is he excited to see his dad in the ring like you oh, know man. on TV? Was, you know, like his first
4: WWE event was the Royal Rumble. Okay. Okay. That's his first. Oh, wow, that's man. a good one. I that's right. a good one. And, and that's floor, floor seats, like okay. he's right there, okay. Okay. you know. And my son,
3: by this point, never been jealous of a five year old. <laughs> well, his, at that point, he had progressed to Rey Mysterio uh,
4: being his favorite wrestler. Okay. And uh, man, he would, man, he would do, uh, you know, the Rey Mysterio style splash, and all of a sudden he's yeah. doing, hey, "Daddy, daddy, I'm we'll gonna do the West Coast Pop on you," and, you know, jump. So Rey Mysterio had become his favorite wrestler. Ray Mysterio is a very close friend of mine, mm-hmm. and. Um, as cool as it was, you know, my son had been telling me for some time, like, hey daddy he said it just like this. He goes, Um, Daddy, I'm gonna need a Rey Mysterio mask. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Gonna need it. Okay. You, I said, really yeah. you're gonna need it? Uh, <laughs> I'm uh... he said, Yeah, Daddy, I'm gonna need it. I said, Okay, well let me let me let me see what I can do about it. I'm gonna call Ray Mysterio. So Ray, Ray was doing some uh, promotional stuff with Kane and I hit Ray up. I said, hey, man, you got your mask with you? Can you uh, call out my son real quick? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, give me a minute. I'm doing something. So he was in a, in a limo, and I see the call, and I look at my son. And I'm like, hey, it's for you. And, like, and I answer it, and there's Ray. He's like, hey, Cam, what's up, bro? And my son's just looking, and he's looking at me. <laughs> he's like, daddy, daddy, is that Ray Mysterio? And Cam, he's like, yeah, it's Ray Mysterio. What's up? All that talking, you know, and all of a sudden the cat had his tongue. So then he started talking (laughs) to Ray for a little bit. So, you know, to to go to the Royal Rumble, get the reception that I did, get in there, have a moment with Brock, and then bounce out, and then go to the back. My son saw the show. He comes in the back, and there's Ray Mysterio. uh, With a mask. So they had a moment together. He gave him a mask. And the next night, I... They asked me, "Hey man, can you come to San Antonio?" And uh, Paul Heyman, I had discussed with my son. You know, Paul. We stayed in touch. We were cool. So he knew with my son. And I expressed to him, you know, how much it meant yeah. to me, for, you know, for my son to see me." So I was supposed to be using on on Raw in San Antonio, and they had like some sort of a tag team match. And Paul Heyman came and said, "You against Ray." Okay.
3: And wow. at that point, I thought,
4: like, okay, this is my coup de gras. This is my farewell. I'm great. And, uh, you know, my son was going to be watching. So he was going to see Daddy wrestle his favorite wrestler on Raw. So at this point, that's all I could ever dream of. That's all I wanted. At that point, that's all I wanted. And, you know, Ray and I went out there, and we had a good night. I'm standing in there, and it's Raw, and there's Ray. And, you know, it's like, you know, the crowds. Me and Ray did a little spot in the crowd. You still got it. You yeah. know, feeling good. And, uh At that point, I really thought that that was my last WWE match. Fortunately, they uh, offered me a job as producer, which I was interested in. But off the heels of that, they had an idea, well, hey, let's let's do this thing with Drew. Let's do this thing with Edge. and Let's (laughs) "Let's do this, you know. But yeah, I'm happy to be uh
0: New episodes available now. Subscribe to the Perfect Scam podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: To still be and you know, to still be able to contribute, you know, because you you have such a character that's iconic. You know, we have we, seen it throughout the years. MVP is a legendary character. You guys don't know. It's 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 going to be in the annals of history. So when you see when, when we see you on, on the mic, it's you have such a way of garnering heat. You know,
3: and obviously right now it's during COVID nineteen there is no crowd. But we right, are in front of a crowd. Now, that's what I was just about to ask. Now he was like I came back and the crowd was chanting, like, what's it like now? Like what, like what's oh, the contrast of of, of of not having a crowd and working and Well, I came up from the Indies, so I know what it's
4: like to work <laughs> <for every> <laughs> <day>. <laughs> I've done that before. Um <laughs> It's, it really is different though. And one thing that I think people really need to understand, um, professional wrestlers and fans, we have a symbiotic relationship. We go out there and we do things to get a reaction, you give us a reaction and it pushes us to push hard. We wanna we wanna entertain you and we want your, your, your praise. So as a result, you know, when that adrenaline is flowing and you have that atmosphere Falling off that ladder, yeah, it hurts, but it doesn't hurt quite as bad, you because know? you, you hear that explosion from yeah. the crowd, and you got that immediate payoff, like, yes, we did that right, um, but then, when you have an empty arena, and you see, like, the ladder match mm. that Kofi and, uh, and Morrison, yeah, had, you know, hot, yes. I'm watching this, and I'm cringing, because they're doing this in
2: an empty building.
3: Right, so the adrenaline can't yeah, get you can't push you through. How and much? That's why <laughs> that, was my favorite, that was my
2: favorite match <laughs> WrestleMania because of the sacrifice at that moment. But can you reach that water? Yes, sir. Um, but yeah, like, that's missing so, to some extent. So how are you guys managing that? So I, I'm, it's
4: drive. You know, you, you, the show must go on, you're gonna perform. When you're a professional wrestler, you came up through the ranks, you performed in front of crowds where there was just a handful of people, you know, and where there wasn't that big explosive crowd. Uh, at this stage, it's just a dedication to your craft. People are still watching, and we're still entertaining, and you just push through, make it happen. Um, you know, that match that I have with follow Cruz. Shout out to Apollo. Shout out to Apollo. Apollo Crew stepping yeah. up, trying to make yeah. his way. <laughs> you know, I, I jumped on the opportunity to be able to work with him I said, man, we can, you know, we can do something. I said, let's pick this up. So, um, during that, because we're in an empty building, man, I'm being MVP. I'm talking. Man, boy, I'm gonna, you, know, you don't belong. You know, I'm just, and you know, I'm enjoying that because in a crowd, when you do have a, a, a bigger crowd, people can't hear that. Right, know? right, right. MVP, right. 0, 07 MVP was talking yeah. trash from start <laughs> to finish. Yeah. You just couldn't hear it. Yeah, yeah. But uh, as <laughs> people at the house shows, they heard it the whole yeah. time, you know. <laughs> so that you know, that's one of the, the ways, I guess, you get around that. You find ways yeah.
2: to still uh, add creativity. Definitely added to the matches. Honestly, sit carrying the, carrying the audio. It,
3: without the crowd there, from a viewer standpoint, it does add to the match. I think. Yes, so, yeah. I, it. I, so we're we're kind of in the minority of wrestling fans where it kind of is enjoyable not having fans semi hijack a match where oh, I yeah. can kind of like pay attention to the psychology of a match or. I can watch transitions and stuff like that because Right, yeah, and think, like, things that I want to kind of enable myself with I kind of can do that now, you know what I mean? But I do know as a fan If Florida would have held up And told us we could have went to Tampa I would have been there I <laughs> So, you know what mean? So I mean? So I think I a lot <laughs> of
0: people do do
3: So, I don't, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know You know, I'm talking about both sides of my neck yeah. here So um, now, with, you know, we want to kind of talk about the business side of how COVID is affecting, but here on our show, we kind of love to get the, the personable of a wrestler if we ever did get to talk to one. So how has COVID-19 affected you as far as life goes? You know, you, you do have a little one. Houston is not it, it, it's not the best of yeah. places to be at during the pandemic.
4: Dude, I've just been, you know, following the guidelines, practicing common sense my hands a lot. I'm using hand sanitizer when I travel. I wear a mask. I use lots of hand sanitizer. I don't wear gloves, but I'll go so far as to I carry disposable tissues. I use them. those to you know touch you know um, on the flights. the Flights have been empty, so yeah. I don't know, I'm on a plane that goes 130 people, and there's seven people on it. So you are all yeah. distanced out, um, and and that's how I've been handling it. Uh, you know, I, I still. Big time to spend time with my son, but his family's been uh, his grandparents live with them, so they've been really uh, good about maintaining their uh, social distancing and keeping uh, keeping them safe. So, you know, fortunately, you know, I'm healthy, I'm fine, and you know, hopefully, we'll all be able to get back to whatever normal is, you know. <laughs> I know everybody wants to get out. Everybody wants to get back to life, and, and hopefully we can all do this together soon, and, and be healthy and get back to concerts and and and,
3: and pro wrestling shows, shows. and bars <laughs> and and lounges <laughs> and all that good stuff. Now, I mean, and, and and leading right into the next question, business, right? Like the normal, like what what do you think the the new normal kind of will be with the state of the business now that we're kind of seeing the value of TV and stuff like that, uh, but also losing. The, how 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 do you how do you think? I don't. The, okay. The, the, for, oh, oh, the, the future. I, the
4: I, I think the future is, is fine. I think like anything economically, this impacted the entire globe. So there's going to be, you know, your, your rip, the ripple effect. You know? Okay, people, people are hurting. You know, people aren't able to work. You know, businesses are closing. And it's rough for everybody. I, you know, I live in Houston, which is an oil economy. Lots of people got laid off. You know, there's, there's a lot going on. But I think that already you know, cities and states are moving to take steps to, to try to open economies. And with that, they're also trying to put in place certain safeguards where they're saying uh, certain establishments can open at a fraction of their capacity. Okay. You know, restaurants maintaining distance between the tables, um, trying to get the economy back going, but still trying to, to pay attention to social distancing guidelines and the protocols and to stop the spread. So I think that in the very near future, we'll get to a point where we'll slowly, I, I don't think it's gonna be tomorrow, okay, everybody can go outside now. I think just as it was incrementally rolled out, It'll be incrementally reeled back in, and you know, hopefully, you know, by you know, this time next year, it was all a terrible, terrible dream.
2: Yeah, I just hope that everybody's gonna keep the safeguards so we can get to a point sooner than later, where we can come and congregate and do things like wrestling shows and concerts and all the like. You know, so um, but but through this time, you know, um, it's just been. It's been it's been it's been it's been a roller coaster. You know, um, it, and it. When it comes to wrestling community, I think that it's been nice having you guys, you know? You know yes, and, and yes, it's, it's yes. We appreciate it. Yes, You know, yes. during this time, because yes. it's a lot of things shut down.
3: NBA, NFL, uh, yeah. and, and, you know, MMA, everything shut down. The world's... The, I think that's... The, we... we. I think I... I'm, of course, is I'm, I'm making a joke, but, like, I tweeted, maybe Vince is God. Because going back to that that <laughs> that, that, that storyline, because like nothing impacts his business, <laughs> his bro. But nothing impacts, and like we had, of course, you know our sensibilities about it, like you know. But at the end of the day, we are appreciative that Vince put his head down, put his nose to the grindstone, as a coach would say, and push forward, and 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 of course, yeah, you have
4: like anything man nowadays everything is so polarizing right yeah. you have those people that go man i'm so happy that these people are making these kind of sacrifices to give mm-hmm. us entertainment and then you have the extreme opposite where how dare they they should be home and <laughs> nobody should um and and i get it you know and then you have the people that say well how come they can but they can't yeah right right you you've got all of that my job isn't to be concerned about that part, my job is to make sure that when they ask me to perform, I give the best possible performance I can give, so that the people who are sitting home watching and looking to be entertained are entertained. Yeah. That's the you know that that's my my focus, and I do my part, like I said, with social protocols, okay. you know, social distancing and all of that stuff. So,
3: on, on that point, so has your role on Rob? Has your role on Rob been impacted? Uh, um, during this time, friend, um, I, you came. Like you said, Royal Rumble came back. You had a few matches. You did a few VIP lounges. Now it seems like you're a staple on on, yeah. on, on, on yeah, they, they keep Asking yeah. me to come back. Yeah. <laughs> you know, people said hey MVP. I thought you retired.
4: And, and to be very clear, I never said I retired. Okay.
3: okay. I thought that match
4: okay. with Rey Mysterio, and I said very specifically my last WWE match. Okay. I thought okay. I was going to move okay. into a position as a producer, okay. and then keep all because uh the deal that i had in place with wwe they were very cool about letting me meet all of my independent obligations okay so all the bookings that i had for the year they were like man go ahead take care of your bookings we'll work the schedule so we can work with you they were very accommodating so i was just going to knock out my indie dates and just move into my role as a producer and you know i was going to be happy with that that was i felt like that match with ray was a great you know end to that chapter i was cool with that and then they said, hey, can you come back and do this thing with, with Drew? And I'm like, yeah, of course, I'd love to. And me and Drew go way back. And then, oh, now can you do this match with Drew? Yeah. yeah, all right. So, like I said, I never retired. But, you know, people ask me, I'm like, yeah, as long as they keep paying me, I'll keep coming back.
2: Well, you're setting the stage for the future, you know, and, and I think that you're working, like you said, you're working with Apollo. And you work with Drew, and you are giving back to the business in this, in this time. And that's special, you know. Um, speaking of, like, you know, your lineage, because right, right now you're a veteran. Do you, how, your role being the H or, you know, being behind the scenes, how's it, how's it, you've been working with that? Like, how do you like it? Like, how do you, yeah, how's that transition, transition for it? you?
3: A lot of, like, Barry Bonds is not a good coach, right? Barry Bonds, <laughs> are, Barry Bonds is one of the greatest hitters of all time, but he can't tell somebody how to hit. As yeah. far as you being a great performer and being able to talk on the mic, uh, you know, like CT said, garnish a reaction from the crowd people who are semi i guess struggling in that aspect um, h- how are you fitting into that role as being a mentor
4: i enjoy it i was very fortunate that when i was coming up there was just uh man a who's who of you know hall of famers and and, and greats and unknown Indie greats, you know, guys who were awesome, but you just never heard of them, you know, okay that, that contributed to, to my upbringing in so, wrestling. <clears throat> so I had so many people give that time to me. I'm very grateful to be able to return that, you know, the, the knowledge that was shared with me. I'm, I'm happy to give it to those who want it and who are willing to, to put it to, to, to use and, and apply it. And my time in WWE... Especially with some of the younger guys. It's it's so humbling for me when I'm see when guys come up to me and tell me like, Yeah, man, I used to watch you and you were my favorite or oh, you know, I remiss and then ask me for advice. Hey, what do you think about this? Or the fact that, you know, in, in my role as as a producer, it's my job to mm-hmm. say, Hey, do this this way, don't do this that way, you know. So because, you know, that is my my, my, my area of expertise The mic and presentation I don't teach anybody How to do a promo I'll just take people And, and try to help them Improve what they've got Because mm-hmm. I feel The best promos Always come When you're being you Right With the volume Cranked all the way up Okay, okay. When you look at the rock that's Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> he got the fucking volume all the way up.
3: I could imagine a young Dwayne at the, the University that, of Miami that's talking. Him. Hell that's him, and him. Exactly. That's <laughs> where he got all that from. Rudy <laughs> Pooh. That, that's all
4: that Miami talk. You know? Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's Steve, man. He just got the volume cranked all the way up. You know, MVP. That's me. I just got fucking volume. So I always tell people, promo wise, and that's the one thing I do. Just hey. Now, I, I can show you subtleties and placement you know how you you know pause here you know facial expression there but that's that's more of a thing that you I can help you okay. shape it, you know yeah. and I enjoy that you know when somebody goes hey you know that was cool that when you suggested to say this that way and take that pause man mm-hmm. that really helped me Ah, oh, cool i am glad i was able
2: to do that so what what ingredients goes into making you know uh, a star you know in, in the business you think
3: Right down Because it's, it's, it's different from 07 it, It's it, changed a lot. Yeah, right It's yeah, different it's... making a star In 07 than It is now Oh When you say making a star Or the
4: ingredients The ingredients what, what, it it
3: what it takes to be a because star Because fundamentally
4: That hasn't changed Okay mm-hmm. When you're looking for a star You're not looking for The best wrestler You're not necessarily looking for The best looking wrestler Like you said there's a recipe You need a few attributes To make a star So yeah You do need somebody With the athletic prowess And physical wherewithal To put on exciting matches Okay And and aesthetics matter mm-hmm. You know Braun Strowman I'm sure he thinks He's a good looking guy But he might not Be what Traditionally What you would figure The most handsome guy But he's a very manly Manly Big bearded Giant of a man mm-hmm. <laughs> Aesthetically When he walks into a room, oh, wow. Right. Um, I think in in, in this day and age, this is a digital age, this is the media age, but professional wrestling has always been about talking people into building. Talking people into watching. Right. And that is a a characteristic that you can't do without. The star has to be able to to captivate a crowd, to talk to them, to develop a relationship with them. So um, charisma, you know professional wrestling is a narcissistic business yes you have to yes have to have a certain level of confidence okay. if you want to perform at the top and everybody wants to be at the top or at least you know I can't speak for everybody but I know my philosophy was why are you lacing up your boots if you don't at least want to try to be the main event? Yeah. Everybody can't be the main event. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But don't you want to try to be there? You know, and you have to have a certain level of, of confidence to be able to get in there, and you put all of that together, and I think that's the the perfect makings of a star. But oh, and, and there, there, but there does have to be, a, uh, in my opinion, there does have to be a certain level of of humility.
3: Okay. Now, hmm. I, I'm sorry to cut you off, but this leads into CT's favorite portion of MVP's career, you taking that quality of you have, taking it to TNA, and how did that come about? Because you were captivating as hell on the mic during that time frame. I mean, what you guys
2: created with BDC, honestly, I think it's very underrated. I think it spoke, I think that had a lot, probably from out looking, outside looking in, probably had a lot of elements of you in there. Uh, and um, it seemed authentic, you know. I think that it created Bobby's best run of his career. You know, I think there was a lot attributed to that era. So I was curious as to how you approached wrestling at that time and how that came about.
4: Uh, that was a very fun time period for while it lasted. The way that came about, low key.
3: <laughs>
4: this is his new T-shirt. Pick it up now at lowkeycom That's l o w hyphen k i. dot com. Order one, buy one. It's cool as hell, and it's not that cheap material. It's that that nice plush cotton. It drapes just right. Yeah, order two or three of them. Um, we have always. Had this saying, like, in pro wrestling, like, what's better than making money with your friends? Okay. Yeah, well, not, like, yeah nothing. Yeah. Not absolutely nothing. Hey, you got to work. Unless <laughs> yeah, you're rich, yeah, everybody yeah, got to yeah. work. So right. if you got to work, man, yeah. why not work and make money with people you like, you know? Yeah. So um, as things worked out at the time, I had returned from Japan, took a year off, oh. and um, schedule-wise... TNA offered me a spectacular deal, and I said, alright, you know, WWE told me the door was open for me to come back one day, so I said, alright, let me, let me take this route, and we had a talk about creatively some things that, that we would be willing to do, and I'll give credit where it's due. Um, they, were, they were allowing a lot of people at that time to really uh, contribute creatively. Okay. Direction. They were really open To suggestions and ideas And they were very open To my suggestions and ideas For what we were doing With, with the group And it came about Because They used to see us Hanging together all the time <laughs> yeah, Every time we see these You know they're, they're hanging out together Especially in Japan When we went and did the show When uh, Impact went over to Japan uh, One of the writers Was saying Man every time I look up I see Joe In, in, in key and MVP mm-hmm. You know so, we like, yeah, man, if we're just hanging out and having a, being, well, let's, let's do something with it. So, I pitched the idea of, well, I, no, I'm not going to lie, I didn't pitch the idea, but we talked about an idea okay. of doing a thing where Bobby gets kicked out okay. and, you know, with the, the group transitions. Because yeah. officially, I didn't want to have a name. We all agreed, be Kenny, and Bobby. Okay. We didn't want to have a name for the group. Okay. Somehow it became MLK. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: mean,
4: yeah, you know. <laughs> but, um, and, I, and Kenny was the one that actually came up with the name. Because they wanted, now they, now they wanted our faction to have a name. Because, okay. And we were trying to come up with something. And <clears throat> we were, uh, Sam Roberts, shout out to Sam. He uh, Really? Yeah, we were on his show. Okay. Me, Key. Homicide, okay. and Joe. All right. And we were all just talking about how we all came up in the indies around the same time. We were okay. boys, you know? And Sam Roberts said, so basically, you guys are like the Wu-Tang of pro wrestling. Okay. Ah. Boom. Like, nice. yes. Yes, we are. <laughs> uh, the way I had it figured, low-key is the jizzle. Of course, homicide is ODB. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, I had Joe in as Raekwon. Okay. And, you know, I'm Tony Stark's the Iron Man. You know? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I got it. Um, Ghost. <laughs> yeah. But off of that, you know, we came up and Kenny was like, oh, man, what about, like,
3: Beatdown Clan? I was mm. like, man, that
4: has a little ring to it, man. Beatdown Clan, BBC. And um, it worked. You know, and then we came up with the, from the influences of me and Loki and, and yeah. Joe being in Japan, the idea with the Oni mask and the whole yeah. samurai, you know, just, and it all came together and it
2: worked. You know? Yeah, it was definitely a moment for uh, for TNA at the time and that's what you, you want is just things that you can remember, you know, and, mm-hmm. I mean, and that was a moment. You were real. You said "nigga" on TV. Like, it was crazy.
3: <laughs> <laughs> now, speak now. Now, us as my favorite is uh, is
4: like low key and kid because they didn't know I was going to do that. Okay, oh, okay. okay. That was one of those things where I was <laughs> like, man, I'm just going to ask for forgiveness instead of permission. So they had no idea. What I was gonna yeah. Do I
3: do so and you see Kenny. <laughs> you, you see Kenny in the background go. <laughs> do you know how hard it is to find that clip on YouTube. <laughs> we had to do some. Digging the find that man, they try to scrub that from the finger. Now, so nice. as creatives, you know, um, as creatives, how liberating is that to, 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 to? Because we're as artists, we're sensitive about our shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, how, how liberating is oh, it my, to, my, to, my. to, 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 to have your influence, to have your vision, and for it to have. Resignation through, through through the years of been it's
4: incredibly rewarding. Cause again, like you know, Kenny and I became friends, and Joe and Key, we had been friends. Okay. So at this point, like, man, this is great. Like me and my boys got yeah. a faction, and you know we got ideas, and then they're hearing us out, and it's working, and yeah. and you know, again, anytime I've been very fortunate in my career, you know, I got the gift of gab. So everywhere I've been, they've always given me the mic, and they've just said, "Hey, man, go. Here's what we want. Go say this the way you would okay. say it." And you know, I I had that kind of freedom, and I, I'm I'm grateful for that. For whatever, you know, creative head-butting and, and, and management, you know, issues that <laughs> that transpired there in the end. For that period, the, the relationship was really cool because you know they they, they they let us have fun. And I think everybody else had fun,
2: too, because people always say, like, oh, that was one of the best times for that that show. I wanted to ask real quick. um, Prior, you know, when you run with WWE, you had a a moment with with WrestleMania angle, a WrestleMania run where you're going to face Chris Bonoit, and he wasn't there. How did you manage to build a whole angle on your own practically? Do you remember that time? (laughs) And, like, because he was injured, I think, at the time. Um... And it's funny, man, because
4: I don't, I, I until Chris mentioned it to me, I didn't remember that that whole buildup. Yeah. I hadn't thought about it in so long, but I remember, you know, working with the the writing department, and they were doing a thing where each week they brought out some world, you know, some yeah. made up world champion from different places, and I'm, you know. Uh, B.T. Bukamongo. <laughs> I think that was D-Ray. I yeah. can't pull it up today. And, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, but uh, Johnny Gargano. Yeah, he was. Yeah, Cedric he was Von Hausen yeah. from yeah. Lichtenstein or yeah. something. <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah, there's a, a few of them, you know. So, um, I, thinking back now, it was so incredibly cool that they put that kind of trust in me. Because, you know, I was just off the indies and you know right Vince was like, no, this kid I like what he can do. So let's give him an opportunity. So they just kept putting the mic in my hand. And that's a huge investment. They're giving you T V time. Yeah. Yes. They're gonna yeah. give you the mic right. and say so right. out there. Right. And I was very frustrated. That's are still investing time man, in. yeah. Like yeah. you know, like it does I would I would sit down with the writers and the writers say, okay, here's what we want for this segment. Now we can't, you know, obviously write for you, but just, you know, just bullet points, get a general idea, we look at it.
3: And then I said, okay, this is mine. And then I would just go out there and make it MVP. So, so we 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 want to go ahead and pivot that into what's probably going to be the closing of the the interview. You spoke on it, and it led up to this point. The ingredients for us, uh, 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 making a star. Um, you just spoke on how you've always had the ability to to be able for someone to invest in you. With TV time as far as mic time Is is that Do you work We love black wrestlers And we don't see the opportunities In the business Given to Guys like you or Booker in the past 25 New Day just now kind of has Proceeded themselves into that realm when it comes to star-making ability, um, how do you how 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 can we get more of of us in that limelight?
4: Well, uh, I think the first thing that popped into my head at that moment was Tyler Perry. Didn't he just drop a bunch of money to build some studios in Atlanta? Yeah. Tyler Perry said, hey, I'm going to start making movies the way I want to make them for who I want to make them for. And, you know, people get really sensitive about, you know, issues of race and culture, but there are certain things that, you know, you have Bollywood. Those movies are made for people from India primarily who speak that language and who are accustomed to that. Everybody creatively, you know, makes something that, that, that resonates Culturally, to them, to them. So, I don't see any. I remember years ago you had Urban Wrestling Alliance. Mm. Where you had to go look that up, go find that. You I'm had gonna to, Google it was that. With the Rough Riders, and you had uh, wrestlers coming out aligned with hip hop, and you had a DJ was playing the entrance music, and people were coming out. The problem with that, as I recall, was that you had it was a, a very TV. There were no wrestling people behind mm. the show. They brought in some wrestling people, but you had writers kind of, you know, trying to turn actors into wrestlers. And you had a lot of wrestlers involved, and there was a lot of potential, but it just didn't quite. Um, But to answer that question, you know, hip-hop and wrestling is is awesome. So, you know, boom. (laughs) For that, do what we've always done.
3: Create our own.
4: And... If you look at the landscape of professional wrestling, it's becoming a very do it yourself yes. thing. I mean, WWE is the empire, they are the global brand of recognized professional wrestling. But now there's been a renaissance. You've got all these other companies popping up. You know, the indies are busier than they've ever been. Like there's a resurgence of wrestling and there's good wrestling everywhere. You, we can debate, you know, what's good and what's bad. We can debate this generation versus that generation. But at the end of the day, if you enjoy wrestling, just watch it.
1: Yeah.
4: And, you know, do you like burgers or do you like McDonald's? If you like McDonald's, go eat McDonald's. Enjoy your McDonald's. If you like burgers, go to Five Guys. Go to In-N-Out. Go to Burger King. Go to Checkers. Spread it around. But at the end of the day,
2: just enjoy wrestling. Yeah, and as you say, there is a lot of options on the menu now. Yes, yes. You know, that have opened up. You know, so if, if there is options. And I think as wrestling fans, we, can, we kind of get lost in that. You know, there's, there's this entitlement of... All right, want to see what yes, I want to see. Yes, yes, But at the same time, there is many options. So there are other places that you can, you know, take dabble in and view. So like you know, so New Japan. Like you worked there first. IWGP the Champion. Fir- yes, I, I
3: didn't want to interrupt him because he mentioned Japan like eleven times. But I wanted to like, listen. The first ever. Listen, listen. Your current <laughs> Intercontinental <laughs> Champion right now, Tetsu Naito. The first ones right here, man. Shinsuke. The first one's right mm-hmm. here, man. Right? I, I, Kota Ibushi? This one's right here, man. You know what I mean? The, me? very, like first the very first one, I, I,
4: I think I'm the only professional wrestler to hold a submission victory over Shinsuke Nakamura.
3: Ooh. Oh. I think. And yeah. since he retired, that's it. Shinsuke, you can't <laughs> even he get, can't get even your rematch. No <laughs> 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 he can't. <the> receipts. No receipt, <laughs> nigga. <laughs> I got cut that out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Um, No man, you know what Um, Really, I think it's a a wonderful time All things considered Because even though I say this all the time I'm a classically trained professional wrestler And everything evolves
0: When I came into
4: business And I started You had you know, ECW, the Attitude Era, and you had guys, oh, you guys don't know what you're doing. You're doing all those flips and crashing through tables
1: and <laughs> killing the
4: business, and you're doing it wrong. And <clears throat> apparently we weren't. Every generation says the next generation is doing
3: it wrong. Shout out to Joey Janella who just <laughs> elevated that, man. Yeah, yeah, so I, I, you know, I, I'm I'm not a fan of,
4: of intergender wrestling, for example. Because I come from a different mindset. I'm thinking when I approach professional wrestling the way I came to it, it's simulated combat. Okay. You don't have intergender combat. No. But there's this new generation that is approaching professional wrestling from this is scripted entertainment, it's the video game cosplay generation. So it's a different mindset. Yeah. So I'm not going to say they're wrong. Because thousands of people are buying tickets to see that, to exactly participate right. in that. So this comes back to my original point. There's a market for it. If people are buying it, then do that. You know, Go there. Enjoy that. But I'm not going to sit there and say, oh, that's garbage. I hate it.
2: I don't care for it. You know what? I don't watch it. Okay. As we all say, we always say on the podcast, "It's wrestling is very subjective." Yes, know, there's so many, exactly. other, and it's a very complex thing. This thing we call wrestling. It's, it's
3: you know, it's so it, we it like it's, it's oh, so man. many shades of gray. It's so many shades, it, and like CT was about to say, it's complex but yet simplistic. Mm-hmm. This is the greatest form of theater. As a film student, th- there's no greater form of theater than watching wrestling.
4: Well, years ago, in Tampa. There was a bunch of uh, guys that I don't I don't remember the details of it. I just remember there was a bunch of guys that somehow got booked on on on, on a tour that went over to China, and this is early two <clears> thousands. I don't remember who did it, but I just remember when some of the guys came back, telling us that wherever the show was, it was it was a packed stadium or something. But these people didn't really know wrestling, so it must have been some sort of a paid show or something. And they had never seen American Pro Wrestling. So the guys went out there and they told the timeless tale of the good guy and the bad guy. Tiger Chung Lee famously said, I teach you secret to business. Babyface, hands forward, heel, hands back. It doesn't matter where you go in the world. If you take two professional wrestlers that know how to tell a story, you can go in front of a bunch of people in China who've never seen wrestling and don't speak English. And in just a few minutes, you can condition them to know, this guy we boo, this guy we cheer. And if you do it right at the end, when the good guy wins... Wins. They're gonna cheer. cheer because the hero overcame the obstacle. Mm. That's what professional wrestling has always been. That story. And that story is as old as mankind itself.
2: It's universal.
3: It is universal. It's <laughs> universal. Before we get out of here, we do wanna talk about um yeah, out of wrestling ventures real quick. Um well, before we we were we've been in communication for a long time. Uh, going back to your one man show in, in oh, London right, where we're right, trying right, to book yeah. tried to book <laughs> yeah, you but yeah, yeah. you know I was like yeah come on the show and tell us about that but um you know, Ted Talk yeah, Ted te, te yeah. talk talk yeah. um CNN you got yeah. your you got your purple belt you know what I mean? Yeah so like that's just, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so tell us Dude, what, silver what, silver what else just, oh the silver the gold the silver man. metal Yo, <laughs> what's what's life outside of wrestling? What what I know you got your son number as like I know number one priority, but what 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 is what is gr- what is keeping your wheels re- kind of regarding
4: uh, I I I I, I train Brazilian jiu jitsu. I'm, I'm also very competitive. I haven't done a tournament in a while, but um, I competed at the Masters World Championships, the purple belt division, ultra heavy. Come on and. Uh, Talk your stuff real quick. I made it to the final round. Uh huh. And I faced Orlando Bacino. Say that name one more time Orlando Bacino. Look him up. Okay. <clears throat> He's from Argentina. He's a four time Judo Olympian. Won a silver medal in the Pan Am Games. That's who I faced in the final round for the gold medal. A four time Judo Olympian. And he never took me down. <laughs> he. he- Got me scrambling a couple times. I lost one time, twice. He hit a foot sweep, and I almost, but I regained my footing. He couldn't take me down. I couldn't take him down. Time ran out. He won the referee's decision. I can't dispute the referee's decision. Yes. You know, in that situation, we give it to John Cena. (laughs) But uh, where if if I had won that gold medal, my professor was going to promote me to brown belt oh but i got that silver and i was like ah hey. so for the time being i'm still i'm, I'm still a, okay. a, a purple belt but the cool thing about that is it's not the belt it's the knowledge behind it
3: okay okay um so you got the, the brazilian jiu-jitsu um that's filling up your time
4: um I'm, i've been back as we said working with WWE. In multiple capacities, behind the scenes, in front of the camera, managing VIP lounge, so that's fun. You know, I'm having, enjoying that. You know, I wasn't so sure that I'd ever make it back to WWE, and you know, just I, as I said earlier, I came back just for my son, and yeah. it, it turned into uh, me getting a lot of air time. So Are you I'm enjoying a lot the of, time back? And I'm having a great time, man. There's so many, uh, so many new faces that I'm, I'm like, what? Well, it's a great locker room. Like, I'm on Raw. So, you know, the Street Profits, man, I love those dudes. They're awesome. They're they're big fans. Alistair Black, man, he's dope, man. Sharp Cat, I like talking to him. Uh, uh, The Viking Raiders, those dudes, I love watching them. I'm a fan of the Viking Raiders, you know. Sure. You know, Ricochet and Cedric, man, you just got a great locker room. Everybody's really cool, and it's... uh, it, and for me it was just very welcoming you know everybody's oh it'd you so you know, and even you know behind the scenes crew people that you don't know who were always very warm and endearing you know so, oh man so good to see you back you know so it's been magnificent for me man um, well, we're glad um, to have you back man yeah I'm, cool thank you I'm, I'm, I'm gonna relaunch the VIP Lounge podcast that's, okay. that's gonna come up you know Greeny, a
3: guest of you guys. Come on. first interview, yeah. first interview. <laughs> Shout out to Greeny, Alex Greenfield. Thank you so much. So, so, so you got you kind of got your, got your hands full. Man, my life
4: is good, man. My it's life good. is wonderful. Yeah. I'm, 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 thrilled. And you know, at this stage of the game, man, I'm, I'm, I'm still contributing and in pro wrestling, and I, I'm, I, have a, a, very active and a wonderful life. So, you know. I, I'm playing with the house's money,
2: dog. You know, I was supposed to be dead a long time ago, but I'm still here. You know, <laughs> Thank so. you for contributing. I appreciate it. No, and I'm sure all your fans appreciate it across f- the globe. For sure. If, uh, you know,
3: two of them right you know, here. So... Uh,
2: I, Thank you very
3: much. Thank, thank you, thank you no, for taking it.
4: Good, good to be
3: here, man. You know we go way back. Man. Thank, like, this guy's on. Awesome. Yeah, thank you for taking the time out. Um, we 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 definitely appreciate it. Yeah, we on the clock too as, cause he
4: got his hall pass. gonna
3: as as it, so as, as wrestlers say, we got the rub. You know what I mean? And we definitely do appreciate that. And he's not lying. My clock is ticking. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and wrap that up. And uh, thank you so much. It's a pleasure, man.
4: You guys keep doing what you're doing. Have fun.
3: Thank you very
1: much. Appreciate it. Two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon.